Hello, and welcome to The Third Act Saviors, a podcast where three friends watch a bad movie, talk about it, and try and rewrite the end to make it better. Er, you know, air quotes better. We'll see how it goes. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Third Act Saviors. What up? Hello. Uh, I, as always, am your intrepid host, Michael Fromm, joined as always by your two other intrepid hosts. Daniel Kahneman. Jacob Gagandolf. <laughs> Stepping on my name. High energy. You said high energy <laughs> I and I have high energy. You cut him off. Woo. Uh, right at the pass. Uh, today, we watched a fantastic movie of Daniel's choice. Yeah, Daniel. Tomorrowland. I wanted to watch this because Tomorrowland was my favorite part of Disneyland. Oh my gosh, you're one of those people? Oh, as a kid. My favorite too. Yeah. Uh, really? I yeah. would go on the people mover there and see all the innovations of the future, what with mm-hmm. robot maids and like, look, the blinds go up by themselves. So as connoisseurs of the attraction Tomorrowland, yep. at the most ma- at the ma- most magical place on, on Earth, is that yeah. the tagline? Yeah. One yeah. of the two. Uh, did, did this hold up? Hell, Just, hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> Did it feel exactly like that that ride? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, mean, okay. I mean, to be actually honest, no, not at all. This is a weird movie. <laughs> yeah, I like Space Mountain and I like the Star Wars ride. This, yeah. has, this has some Star Wars references in it, briefly. It has a lot of Star Wars references yeah. in, yeah, in that section. one scene. Also, I was interested Jim in this Pat. movie because I saw a bunch of previews and I was like, that looks neat, and then never heard anything ever again. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer for this and being very pumped. Uh, and then immediately it came out, and two people saw it and said, "Yeah, you probably shouldn't." And I said, "Ugh, deal." And now look at us. <laughs> and now look at us. <laughs> so I remember watching the trailer and thinking I was interested, but I can't remember. Daniel, can you describe what you remember was in the trailer so I can? Oh, like, I know exactly what was in the trailer. Well, well I'm either <laughs> Daniel, turn off Michael's microphone. <laughs> I remember George Clooney's freaky old house and then him blasting a bunch of robots inside it and it's like, you gotta come with me to Tomorrowland. Come with me if you want to live. Yeah. Okay. That is it 100%. It is literally just, she picks up the coin, it flips off, and then, and she's in a field, and then it cuts to the entire action sequence in the house, and then that is the trailer. Yeah. Okay. All right. I can see why in our memories it was like, this will be rad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was just that action sequence of Can't George wait. Clooney using his goddamn high-tech Kevin McAllister <laughs> Home Alone traps to kill a bunch of robots. <laughs> he does do that in the movie. So, in actuality, this movie is a road trip movie with lots of exposition being delivered in cars. And several characters that are very uncomfortable. Yeah. A lot of murder, as it turns out. Yeah. We didn't think yeah. so, and then there was. There's a bunch of guys that get, like, vaporized in this movie, and I kept being yeah. like, they'll show up, like, transported to a future jail cell at the end of the movie. Nope. nope. Dead. <laughs> They're all dead. A bunch of police shot to death by robots. Disintegrated. It yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> Hello, I am a French guard on the Eiffel Tower. Could you please not... Oh, I've been disintegrated. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I have a wife and keys. <laughs> <laughs> My keys. My keys. How will, they f- how will they afford their baguettes? <laughs> They should not live life without a daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I am a guard. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, Let's talk about what happened in this movie. Oh, please. I'm going to try. Oh, please. Are you going to give us the synopsis? I might have to bail partway through because I took four pages of notes, and that might be more of a hindrance than a help. That's all right. We'll make your it work. sanity is like dis- being destroyed as you read your own notes. Everyone listen next week so I can finish my recap. We ran out of time. It's one in the morning. Two and a half hours later, and then they make it to Tomorrowland. Daniel does a big line of coke before he starts reading his notes. I'm ready. I can do this. Michael, wake up. <laughs> All right. Wait. All right, there it I'm, is. I'm ready. I'm okay. ready to go. Buckle up. Yeah. Ramblings of a syphilis uh, brain. So this movie starts with George Clooney talking into a camera. Literally down the barrel of the lens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just being like, so let me tell you a story. Away, forever ago, there was Tomorrowland. And then he gets in an argument with a bunch of or he gets in an argument with an off-screen voice. An ADR'd off-screen voice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about, Clooney! Yeah, and then George Clooney says, Well, I'll tell you about my childhood. And it shows him going to an inventor's fair at the World's Fair. He's a goofy little, like, I don't know, 10-year-old, maybe? Yeah, it's like... 10 nine- to 12? It's like 1964. He's at Disneyland. No, he's at the World's Fair first. Oh, in yeah. New York. Yeah. Somehow he ends up at Disneyland later, and I don't know how. There's a lot of travel in this movie. Yeah, wait. They cover a yeah. lot of ground. He yes! Has, well, he has a jetpack. Okay. Spoiler alert. Spoilies. Okay, so he shows up to the World's Fair and is like, I would like to submit this jetpack for review, and in typical movie fashion, the uh, invention qualifying <laughs> the king of inventions governor nix who's revealed to be governor nix a character that shows up later is like this is a piece of shit whatever also he's played by hugh laurie from house fame where everyone needs to know that he's doing his british accent not his american accent. yeah he's do- he's doing a british accent not his his natural accent he does not limp around and play the electric guitar and uh Tell people that they're not dying of lupus. Unfortunately. <laughs> not on screen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe on set. <laughs> so George Clooney takes his jetpack home. But this isn't George Clooney yet. This is George Clooney Jr. Yeah, this is child George Clooney. We yeah. see his jetpack. It works, yeah. sort of. There's a flashback of him demonstrating that it kind of works shittily. It's George Junior. Ooh, George Junior. <laughs> it's George Judge Junior. <laughs> Uh, at some point in that world's fairy bumps into a- Athena. Yeah. Uh, She's standing behind Professor I Know All About Inventions and is like, I don't know, because she's British, right? Yeah, no? she is. is no, she? she is. Yeah. I don't know, house. I think that might be a super cool invention. Yeah. She, she's like, that is a cool invention. Here's a little button or whatever. I'll see you in Disneyland. Yeah, transition to Disneyland. I don't know. I think he goes off to be like, what does he do? The beginning of this movie is a jumble. Also, throughout this description, it keeps cutting back to George Clooney as an adult talking to the camera and someone being like, that's not what we should be talking about. Talk about the timer that's counting down. And he's like, no, I don't want to. Yeah, this is very confusing. This is my story, he says. So, in short, he goes to Disneyland, sneaks onto a ride. The little button that was given to him by Athena earlier gets scanned while he's in It's, it's a, a Small World. Let's be clear. Yeah, it's a I little want, pin of a T. It's a little pin of a T. It's actually kind of cool in this kind of retro, futuristic, yeah. uh, Fallout yeah. style of aesthetics. But I also want to say the ride he sneaks onto is It's a Small World. 
the worst possible ride mm-hmm. anyone could be on at yeah. Disneyland. Yeah. And I like the Jungle Cruise. <laughs> That's my favorite ride. It is literally my favorite ride. I don't like it. Is, so that, the, is that the one where you see the bears? That's the one where you go ride a boat through the jungle and a guy tells puns. Oh. <laughs> like a crocodile jumps in the and is like, oh, that's a handbag. What's not to like? <laughs> that sounds like the perfect ride for Jacob. It's my favorite. Uh, I, although I do think my, my next goal for this podcast is Disneyland Disneyland trip. <laughs> yeah. Review, how would we fix Disneyland? Yeah. How would we fix Disneyland? Cut the jungle ride. It's no good. I wouldn't have the giant ball chase our Jeep through the temple. Cliche. <laughs> too, too expected. Okay, so we did any of were there any female pirates that talked to any other female pirates? There was one, but he talked about Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Damn it! Doesn't pass. Okay, uh, he goes to Disneyland. He goes on It's a Small World. His pin gets scanned by a scanner. The ride is mm-hmm. diverted. He gets splashed down into an underground abyss. He goes on a fun ride and goes, "Hello, is anyone there?" And then an elevator rises out of the freaky water down there. He gets in there and is transported to Tomorrowland. This actually takes forever. Yeah. Yeah. We, Daniel is really hustling through this. It is There's a, a lot to hustle this through. It is like, about a 20-minute sequence. This will be like Swordfish, where it'll just sound like a jumble of words up till the end. <laughs> so he's, he goes to Tomorrowland, a robot sees him, fixes his jetpack to make it work right, Yeah, and then he starts zipping then, around Tomorrowland. Then he falls off of a cliff. Yeah, he falls and falls and falls and falls and falls and falls. Forever. And eventually puts a jetpack on. He sees a bunch of cool future shit while he's falling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he zips around once he eventually puts it on and then bumps into Athena. Also, everyone's like trying to chase him or whatever. I don't know what's happening. What's going on? He bumps into Athena and House, the grumpy inventor, the grumpy king of inventions. And he's like... Yo, what's up, B? Looks like my jetpack does work. And he throws it in his face and spits on his shoes. Yeah. Basically. What the hell was he doing in Disneyland? (laughs) (laughs) Flash forward to George Clooney again talking to the camera. But get ready. Flashback. Yeah. Get ready because his counterpart, who's who's been rustling his jimmies off camera this whole time, takes the mic. And it's Blonde Girl from the trailer that we thought was going to be the main character of this movie, but we haven't seen her in a half an hour. Casey Jones. Casey Casey Newton. Newton. Then there's flashback number two. Casey Newton is a baby. She's looking at a bunch of stars, and her parents are like, Casey, why do you love stars so much? And she's like, because I want to go to there. (laughs) I want to go to there. Then, Uh, flash forward again. (laughs) Her mother disappears. Yeah, they talk to the camera some more, and then you get Casey's actual flashback. Flashback. Some badass biker dude while listening to (laughs) blues rock, sneaking onto the NASA site at Cape Canaveral. I want to make sure no one is confused that biker that badass biker is not listening to Blues Traveler, which would have been much better. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, this badass anonymous hero is revealed to be Casey. Oh my up. gosh, that person listening to rock and roll music and driving a motorcycle is a woman? Impossible. This is tomorrow. <laughs> she sneaks on to a, a rocket launch site where a bunch of cranes are set up to build stuff and sabotages all of them. Yeah, at Cape Canaveral, she sabotages a launch of a space shuttle. Uh, she goes home and reveals 
to her or her dad is shown and he's a cool inventor guy yeah and he's an engineer daniel yeah like you just like he's an electrical engineer fuck that guy <laughs> what a piece of shit <laughs> get a real job yeah uh he is immediately onto her and be like even if you sabotage those cranes They'll just bring in four more, and I'll still be done with my job. They'll fire me, because I will have to work for Uber. It's the gig economy. Layoffs and whatnot. I thought it was like a, it's so sad that the space program's ending thing. Because they're dismantling, the cranes are there to dismantle the space program. Oh. A little of that, too, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was that he was, I thought they were building a launch pad, and he was contracted to help build it. But your thing makes more sense. That's what I thought, Daniel, till the very end when they do a, like, look at this terrible future and they show the thing being dismantled. And then I was like, oh, that was poorly explained. Well, I mean, there's no NASA no more. He's got to get a job with SpaceX. SpaceX? SpaceX. SpaceX, right? (laughs) Space checks. SpaceX. Oh, Space Checks Quest. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Got to do some sorting. Mark that for deletion. I don't want anyone stealing our idea. Uh, all right uh meanwhile, we're four minutes into this movie well, while this is all well, we're like we're, we're like 30. 45 minutes we're warming up to getting into the first act uh her precocious little brother is introduced but he doesn't really do anything he never and does he, anything and he looks exactly the same as clune clune bag jr yeah like the kid who played baby george clooney looks exactly the same as this girl's younger brother yeah. in my mind june clune june <laughs> june junior clune so earlier the dad was like all right they're bringing in cranes to set this thing back up more cranes to replace the ones that you sabotage cranes upon cranes so she goes back to re-sabotage but this time gets arrested oh no she's probably gonna go to jail for sabotaging a space shuttle (laughs) yeah government property (laughs) probably going to guantanamo bay i assume yeah she gets released from jail. We just smash cut to getting released from jail. And she's getting her, her things back. You her know, doodads. Like in Blues Brothers. Yeah. yeah. But what's this? There's a pin with a T on it amongst her belongings. Womp, womp, womp. It's my cross necklace because I'm so religious. <laughs> she touches it and is transported to a field of of wheat, of beautiful wheat. And what's this? There's a spire in a city in the background. How beautiful. She the starts, Emerald City. She starts running towards towards it but bonks her head into a wall that's still in the real world can we talk real quick about <laughs> about the charlie sheen-esque drug user who is being held by the police oh yeah and why he is there yeah uh when she bonks her head there's a, a salacious youth in front of her wearing lo- hair hair down to his shoulder blades you like some sort of hooligan yeah. casey's probably Let's say 16, and he's probably in his early 20s, and he's like, ooh, hello. <laughs> Get closer to me. I'm in handcuffs, but I can help you. He's wearing a brown fedora with a black leather jacket. So, one, Get your colors straight. He dresses just like me. Super cool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But he's totally, yeah, both Andy and I were like, what is that? Charlie Sheen from Ferris Bueller? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we didn't say it simultaneously. Mike said it. I was writing in my notes. And then I looked up and made the exact same joke. (laughs) And then I called him out on it. (laughs) And I supported Mike. I was like, congratulations, Dane Cook. (laughs) Come on, Jacob. (laughs) What are you, Joe Rogan? What are you, the fat Jew? (laughs) Hook me up, dude. I said it better. (laughs) (laughs) Who said it best? So the physics of this pin thing isn't very clear. When you move in the real world, you move in the pin world. (laughs) You die in the pin, you die in real life. (laughs) 
<laughs> but you bonk into stuff only in the real world when you move about the pin world. It's basically like slipping on an Oculus Rift. Yeah. Or a PSVR for our, some of our, you know, cheaper listeners who can't yet afford an Oculus Rift. Yeah, you cheap fucks. Wait, how much are <laughs> Oculus Rifts? $800. Uh, $800. $800. They're better. The PSVR is only $399.99. Yeah. Wow. And it comes with Resident Evil 7. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't come with it, but you can play it right now, and I hear it's pretty good. Guys, I know how we can solve this. Whichever company sends us free uh, VR headsets gets our endorsement. And, yeah, two free advertisements. <laughs> <laughs> we'll clip out the other one from this conversation. <laughs> All right, she wanders around and stuff, and then her dad picks her up and uh, is like, I had to pull all the strings in the book in order to have you not go to Guantanamo because blah, 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 blah. Homeland Security's up my ass further than a proctologist uh, on my regular checkups. I love the idea that she's sabotaging the space shuttle platform and her dad's like, oh, I had to pull some strings to prevent you from being arrested on... I don't know, terrorism charges? I'm yeah. a contractor who's about to lose my job, but I got this covered. Wouldn't he also, like... Wouldn't they'll be like, your your daughter was arrested sabotaging our shit. You're fired. <laughs> the, the, she's sabotaging your shit clearly to keep your job. If I had a little kid that showed up at my workplace and just started fucking things up, I think I would get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Only one way to find out. I don't like a little six-year-old that rode his big wheel down there. We'll just, we'll just take Todd and Toast, yeah. and we'll just release them in your workshop and see what happens. Todd and Toast, by the way, are Daniel's six- and seven-year-old children. Yes. <laughs> young boys. No, they're my kitty cats. You can follow them on Instagram. It's Todd and Toast. Todd with one D, though. Yes. Todd, Nathan, Toast. <laughs> Uh, and then she's like, Dad, touch this pin and all will be explained. And he touches the pin and for some reason it doesn't work on him. Well, it's coded to her DNA, obviously. Mm-hmm. It I, doesn't say that in the movie. I just made it up. Nanomachines. I, I think the implication is that she's a big dreamer thinker person that Tomorrowland wants. And so only those type of people are affected by the pin, even though her dad is ushered into Tomorrowland at the end I of the movie. I hear you. Big those type of people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She's a master builder. I've seen the Lego movie. <laughs> Only oh. she can use it. Are we going to watch Lego Batman? <laughs> yes. No, everyone likes that movie. <laughs> well, right. I mean, not for the podcast, just for fun. Oh, scenes. yeah. <laughs> Probably. Okay, good. Pause. <laughs> Pause for Batman. She touches the pins more, and she's all flying around the earth. <laughs> Yeah, she touches the pinwell in the car, and we see her in the field, and she's moving at a car's pace in a seated position. She's like Wonder Woman. She's like six feet above the ground, but also when she touches the pin later, she goes downstairs in pinland. Yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever. She falls down the stairs in her house while holding the pin. And she, like, flips around in the pin world and then hits her head. Yeah. She also gets on, like, a train in pin world. And I guess I guess she could just be standing still in real life. But she makes it to a pond when that happens. Yeah. Yeah, she does travel. Unless that pond's, like, off her back porch. So my question is, the other people who go to pin world, <laughs> are they headed to Cape Canaveral and they're, like, hundreds, thousands of miles away? Or no. they have, like, a local version of it? Dude, we talked about this while we were watching the movie. It's a fucking big field of wheat. <laughs> all the way. <laughs> huge. But if you're in, like... I don't know, Southeast Asia, you probably can't see the city from where you are. That makes, yeah, and uh, I don't know how it works. Also, why would it be in Florida? Come on, why would it be in Florida? You know what, though? 
probably a game designer could answer this for us. Yeah. I think I know the actual answer. Because when I play World of Warcraft and I'm in Duratar, mm-hmm. people who are playing simultaneously with me all around the world are also in Duratar. Michael, we almost got through an episode without talking about Warcraft for like 15 minutes and you're <laughs> we blew it. Well, Jacob, unfortunately, in this situ- in this situation, Warcraft is uh... is that a Rosetta Stone to every movie for us? It's like... Well, for me, yes. <laughs> I I think it's in Florida because I think that's where the first Tomorrowland was. That's in where Disney, Disney World, World is. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God! There well go. done. Thank you. Well Thank done. You. My, uh, my dad used to go to a bunch of business conferences at Disneyland and Disney. Oh! So I lucked out as a kid. I did got you, to go a lot. That's right. A lot of awesome like novelty pens. Yeah. Like, like your dad's business on the side of it. And they were like, here, have this pen. And he's like, thanks. I'm not going to buy any more. And then you ended up with the pen. Yeah. In fact, I had several that like had LEDs in them, which oh. I thought were badass. <laughs> here, Daniel. I, and stress balls. Uh, no stress balls. Oh, I got no. a lot of stress balls as a kid. No. Here, Daniel, have all these Philip Morris pens. <laughs> My favorite thing that I ever got was a calculator, right? And it had a little closey lid. And when you opened the lid, it would open itself up like a magic door and then come underneath and lift the calculator. That's right. I was like, what what world are we living in? Tomorrowland? Why was that not in this movie? (laughs) Why did... Oh, my God! Calculator restaurant! Why did did George Clooney not kill a robot with that calculator? Trips him. If you guys, like, went to an accountant or something and they flipped open that calculator in front of you, like, now that you're adults, you'd be like... Fuck this guy! <laughs> oh no! Uh-uh. I'd be all like, I'd be all like, I don't know if this is the one for me. Oh, he's got that calculator. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, here's five hundred dollars. <laughs> Keep it. I don't need it. <laughs> my single W two. <laughs> Do what you will. I mean, you could just go to H and R Block. No, I need the maximum return that I can get. <laughs> So she goes home again and has her precocious little brother look up what that pin is. Mm-hmm. And then he it, goes to an Angel Fire website. Yeah. Goes, Google T pin. <laughs> Pinblog.com. <laughs> Did you mean T pain? <laughs> Pinblog.geocities.com forward slash five six seven eight eight nine three two forward slash T pin dot JPEG. Yeah. <laughs> it, they go to a website that looks like the Space Jam website. <laughs> <laughs> it's still up there. Everyone look it up. It's yeah, awesome. look up the, it's totally rad. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, they find an address of people that are trying to collect this pin. Mm-hmm. Uh, she steals a car. Where is this store, by the way? Because that part blew my mind, too. Texas. And the address is shown is in Texas. And she's in Cape Canaveral, Florida. So she says, hey, little brother, tell dad I'm going camping or whatever. Yeah, tell dad... I'm sorry that I have been committing acts of terrorism for a couple of months now. I just got caught, but I'm going to go camping with my friend with no notice whatsoever. I'm a 15-year-old girl. Bye! Tell our deadbeat dad I'm out of (laughs) here. Yeah. Uh, So she shows up up at a comic book store, which is just riddled with Disney's recently bought properties. <laughs> yeah. Just List them off. List them off, Daniel. Star Wars. There's a bunch of Iron Giant in there because I think Brad Bird did. Brad Bird did do yeah. Iron uh-huh. Giant. Uh, 
It's mostly all Star Wars. Yeah, there's an Wait, was there Falcon? any Incredibles in there? Brad Bird also directed that. I didn't see any Incredibles. You'd think yeah. there probably is in the background uh, somewhere. Well, I guess, yeah, because Disney. Yeah, yeah. it's not totally in Disney. There's a Mr. Incredible walking around. Yeah, well, the owners of the store, played by everyone's favorite. Yeah. Keegan-Michael Key. Yeah. Uh, and Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Uh, Two greats, playing some nerdy hippies. Who turned out to be robots? Oh, oh that no! fucking pin. <laughs> yeah. Tell me where the girl is, or I will, or I will Im- improvise, <laughs> or I will improvise sketches in your direction. Oh, also, pause, pause. Go back to Florida. <laughs> Athena shows up and says, "Hey, little boy, where'd your sister go?" And he's like, "She looking for a pin, yo." Yeah, and she's like, "Where?" Okay, cut, cut back. <laughs> We're back in Texas again. Uh, there's a big robot fight. Because they want that fucking pin. Yeah, no Athena what. Athena shows up and is like, I got this bomb that freezes time in an arc. And she does martial arts and flips around. Yeah, and, yeah, and I know future Krav Maga, and I'm also a robot. Shh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, we also forgot to say that Casey used the pin so much she ran it out of batteries. And yeah. Saw, she saw the full thing, which was a beautiful view of future oh. land where you get to see people jetpacking. You get to see people riding on a train. You get to see... <laughs> All those amazing things. You get to see people getting in a spaceship and pointing at Casey and saying, we saved a seat for you. You can come with us. Would you like to see the stars, Casey? Would you like to know more? <laughs> Nailed it. Uh... Athena shows up and kicks the shit out of those bad guy robots. <laughs> pew, sure pew, pew. Athena's a little forfeit kid doing a bunch of kung fu stuff. Yeah, she's also the same Athena from 1964 who uh, convinced young young Clune, the Clune Junes, to uh, come to Tomorrowland. Can I pause here briefly to say we're like 45 minutes into this movie. Jack shit has happened. There's been a million flashbacks. We're in a flashback for this whole movie. Yeah, the entire movie is a flashback. Yeah. But there is like a 20 minute period here after this point that is awesomely bananas <laughs> starting right about now. Yeah. They steal a car after beating yes. up the robots. Yes, they do. And then there's a big exposition talk about how I gave you the last pin yeah. and Frank's my friend from forever ago or and, whatever. And then when Casey realizes that Athena's a robot, she tries to run away. Yeah. Athena yeah. follows her and is immediately hit by a truck. Yeah. <laughs> Smashed by a truck. <laughs> the, the man driving the truck with a cowboy hat goes, ah, I just ran down a little girl in the middle of the street. What in tarnations? <laughs> <laughs> this is really bad. <laughs> oh no! I shouldn't have had those Coors Lights over lunch. <laughs> I have all those drugs in my truck. <laughs> I gotta kill that other little girl. <laughs> Casey steals his truck and drives away. And uh, Athena comes to her senses and pulls a T one thousand, chasing the truck down. But she doesn't do the whole arm blades thing. Yeah. Is- no, but she does smash through the back windshield of the truck. Yeah. And get into the seat next to Casey. Yeah. Oh, and Athena, this is when Athena says, future, Tomorrowland is bad now because we built something we shouldn't have mm-hmm. without saying what that something is. That does not clear, this is not made clear later in the movie what she's referring to because she's surprised by what they find out. Yeah. Wait a second. <laughs> Oh my god, guys, this movie was filled with plot holes. Yeah. yeah. This is a big one, but there's a lot of them. Uh, uh, Cut back to the comic book shop, a bunch of bad robots show up and kill all the police there. (laughs) And I'm not talking... Wait, 
Okay, so just to be clear, when they beat up the robots earlier, then they leave. Those two robots they beat up explode, oh, yeah, blowing up yeah. the whole building in like yeah. a city block. Yeah, they 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 self destruct to erase any evidence they've ever existed. But they yeah. do a bad job because the head of one of those robots survives. Yeah, and the cops are like, "Sir, you need to take a look at this." And instead of just being like, "Oh, it's a comic book store with a bunch of like, this must Dude be a prop is. from Terminator Four or whatever." Yeah. Instead of just assuming that, like anyone else in the world would, uh, he's like. We're gonna have to take this down to our robotics lab. <laughs> and our Texas robotics lab. Yeah. Hey, Texas instruments. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, he's got one of those flippy things and it raises his own calculator up. <laughs> Ooh! This is, Ooh, look at that! <laughs> this is some advanced robotics, if I do say so myself. I'm not just a simple sheriff, I also have a PhD in artificial intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got my degree in robotics from MIT, but I thought I better serve my community <laughs> i and just to be clear a black van pulls up to the to the exploded building a bunch of let's say creepy f- spray tanned dudes with bleached teeth jump out they were clearly like robots ke- uh, the ken dolls from that aqua video <laughs> also they're the only ones because we've met three robots thus far who all blend in seamlessly yeah, yeah. and suddenly there's a van full of black suited robots they all look uh, like background dancers in a Lady Gaga video. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They roll up and are like, don't worry, officer, we'll take care of this. And then they murder all the policemen <laughs> in a scene where Daniel's going, well, they're just being teleported to jail. Yeah, that's my coping mechanism. <laughs> nope. They murdered all those. Also, another plot hole, because there's... It's not really clearly explained why they kill all the police officers. Because they saw the future robotics head and they can't know about Tomorrowland. What about all the dead cops in the exploded building? Wait, what? They're like they're cops? they're causing more problems by killing people and blowing up buildings. Oh yeah, well the the building blowing up, they can just be like it's a gas leak. I mean, yeah. I've seen I've seen Men in Black. I know how that works. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's true. And the cop killing, they're just disappearing. The cops, they'll just be like they got you know <laughs> they, they all, found they found a wardrobe or something. Who knows? They all fled town. <laughs> they went to Narnia. <laughs> yeah, they're all pedophiles. <laughs> Wait, Flight Daniel, down. no spoilers for later <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. We've almost gotten to that part. <laughs> All right. Uh, Casey awakens. She takes a nap in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Terrified out well, of her wits. <laughs> well, it's been a long day. We all get a little sleepy. I, I, this is the moment when I finally related to Casey and was like, a nap would be good about <laughs> <laughs> She drove from Florida to Texas. That was probably a long drive. Uh, she wakes up in front of Frank's house with the car that they stole speeding away. Presumably Athena's driving it. Because yeah. why? They never explain that. And because she comes back, too. If yeah. Athena was there with her going to Frank's house, to would be like, yeah, that dog's a hologram. We'll explain later, audience. <laughs> they travel from Florida to Texas, then from Texas to New York. Oh, yeah, he was in New minutes. York, too. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you're right. They oh. should have put one of those Indiana Jones red lines going all <laughs> over the place. Yeah. Casey has to explore this creepy house and goes up, and there's a vicious guard dog, and then she looks at it closer and says, that guard dog ain't leaving paw prints. It's Thus. a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really light guard dog. We ought to take that dog down to our holograms <laughs> department. <laughs> oh, another holographic dog. Boy, if this ain't the eighth one this week. <laughs> 
call holographic animal control. Yeah, yeah, wake Larry up. We're going to have to put him down. <laughs> Unplug that chip. Oh, it's always the hardest thing to do on this job. He bit our holographic mailman. <laughs> oh, oh, we got to see if this holographic dog's been chipped. Well, okay, yeah, he's been chipped. Does he, does he, does he, does he, does he have his holographic, uh, yeah. <laughs> Does he have his holographic immunizations? We don't want him spreading any diseases around, getting all of those viruses and those other holographic animals. A lot of stray holograms this time of year. Keep your trash locked up. Make sure to get your hologram dog spayed and neutered, folks. Change the switch from spayed to not spayed. (laughs) Boop. So she walks past the dog, which becomes unvicious once you... Figure out the puzzle of the dog. Deactivates again. <laughs> Solve the riddle of the hologram dog. Congratulations. Frank uh, says to her through the door, go home. Go home, Dingleberry. <laughs> Casey says, I feel like I belong here. <laughs> yes, she does. Frank says, that pin you found was a commercial for Tomorrowland. We are going to give that to Genius Inventor people so they could join us and... Gulch is gulch. <laughs> and it's all a lie. Yeah. Yeah. Rapture's a lie, kids. Yeah. By the way, Tomorrowland's just Rapture from Bioshock. It's just Gulch Gulch from Atlas Shrugged as well. Yeah. Same thing. He says, it was all a pipe dream. It'll never come true. You go, go fuck off. And then... <laughs> I can't be around children for reasons I, I won't explain. <laughs> I can be around children on Earth, but in Tomorrowland, keep me away from those tiny recruiters. I was exiled for some reason. <laughs> I'm <laughs> too smart and good. That's it. <laughs> I don't know why we're doing Southern accents for George Clooney. <laughs> I'm George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you'd find me up here in upstate New York. <laughs> the problem with Tomorrowland ribs is they don't use a dry rub. <laughs> uh, Casey tricks him into going outside by setting his combine on fire. You know, like a, a wheat harvesting combine. One of those. And how does she do it? Like we just, just fucking Molotov cocktails that thing. I don't know. She just walks into the into the wheat. And then we cut to George Clooney looking through his cameras. Like, and then there's just a combine on fire <laughs> coming like, at his Oh, house. no! <laughs> and he runs outside with a fire extinguisher. A, a super fire extinguisher. Oh, it's got, like, Iceman from X-Men powers. Yeah. Yes. Good thing Casey wasn't driving that thing, or else she'd be encased in ice and dead. Also, he destroyed that combine. <laughs> that did not solve the problem. Casey, while, while George Clooney, uh, while George Clooney, Frank is putting this fire out. Casey sneaks in behind him into his house and locks the door. So now he... My, how the tables have turned. Let me in there, Casey. I want to come in. She starts touching all of his junk <laughs> but not but not but but not his junk his his like inventions she goes right <laughs> yeah. she finds his, his trunk starts sifting through his junk <laughs> he's got junk in his trunk there's so much junk in this trunk you <laughs> gotta touch it all george clooney what are you doing in this house there's a hologram of george clooney as a little boy with athena as a little robot girl and he's like i'm gonna make you laugh someday athena and she says no i you know you will not <laughs> robots cannot feel emotion but i am not a robot Beep, boop, uh, <laughs> beep, boop, boop. Oh, Frank gets back in somehow and then says, I was thrown out of future land. Oh, yeah, he gets back in when she's all looking at his, his, oh, he has, like, in his study, 
He has like a uh, like computer a, from Swordfish. He has a Swordfish computer. <laughs> he, totally does. he has a Swordfish computer, and he also has like a radiator I, clock that's counting down. Yeah. What, what is that clock? It's it's, it's a the clock. clock. Of, it's made out of Nixie tubes. He's got a bunch of like computer screens, and then has mm-hmm. built a thing out of a bunch of antiquated number things. Yeah, because it looks cool. It, it look did cool. look cool though. Yeah, no one uses <laughs> Nixie tubes anymore. One of his screens just says probability one hundred percent. So, (laughs) Daniel's favorite scene. This this made me laugh so hard. Uh, Frank has a doomsday clock and then a probability meter. And all the screens are showing terrible things happening around the world. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, he's watching CNN on all of the screens. Yeah. Yeah. CNN 1, CNN 2, C SPAN. C-SPAN Ocho. 2, yeah. C- CNN Ocho. He's, he's got he's got the World world Series of Poker on one screen. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Doomsday! <laughs> <laughs> That's a 2-7! Don't go in! <laughs> Why are they all wearing hoodies? <laughs> the glasses do nothing but make you look like an asshole! Uh, Daniel desperately tries to take a sip of his beer every time we start talking. I do. I want to drink my beer. <laughs> we can vamp. It's fine. Uh, so George Clooney is like, yeah, th- these screens are showing global devastation, nuclear war, global warming, World Series of Poker, all sorts <laughs> of bad things. And Casey says, and he says, yeah, we're fucked. Nothing's ever going to turn out right. And Casey goes, but don't you think we're in charge of our own destiny? What's this? The percentage meter went down from 100% to 9.9996%? Not just that. A couple of the screens show like a window screensaver of blue sky and clouds for a yes. second. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we forgot to talk about the two wolves. Oh! So, yeah. early in the movie, this it shouldn't be important, but I guess is. Well, they bring it back up like 70 times. It, I don't even remember what the context is. She's talking with her dad. She is talking with her dad. And her dad's like, no matter what, they're going to dismantle the space program. I'm going to be out of a job, Casey. Everybody loves me, Raymond. No matter matter if we take the platform down to the job department at the local PD. (laughs) And Casey says... Dad, do you remember the story you told me of the two wolves? There's two wolves and they're always fighting. Well, the one wolf is uh, death good. and despair, uh, <laughs> and the other one is hope and good things. Which wolf wins the fight? And her dad, like, the one you feed. He says into his bottle of bourbon. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, uh huh, this'll come up again two hours. Don't forget. And then she's like, here, have an apple. She throws him an apple, but she throws him. The worst of the apples. Oh, mealy. I love a Granny Smith. Granny Smith. I need a Granny Smith. Ugh, come on. Sour apple. If you, yes. walk, if you walk into a Safeway right now, you know you'd be going for the Pink Ladies, maybe a Brayburn. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. Safe from charms. Cut, cut. <laughs> Smash cut, too. Wherever we were in this story. Oh, the probability maker. Yeah, probability goes down because someone fucking believes. Because someone, someone's Every, seen the fifth element. The you gotta clap element. for those fairies. <laughs> Come on, Tink. Come, Come on. on. Oh, 99%. 98%. Come on, kids. Keep it going. I'm getting tired. All right, a bunch of sex robots show up. and <laughs> Sex robots, sex robots. A bunch of Ken doll robots show up and try and roast everybody. But and then we see the trailer, and I'm like, oh, this was a good scene. Hey, this is great. Fortunately, George Clooney is a grown Kevin McAllister. <laughs> yeah, but like a scientifically advanced Kevin McAllister. Yeah. And who George- has like a... 
has like a Resident Evil grid of lasers yeah. that you can throw at robots. And yeah, instead of like, you know, bludgeoning someone in the head with paint cans, he sticks them in a portal. Yeah, he <laughs> sticks, their heads off. You're in a portal now. <laughs> George Clooney uh, grabs Casey and yanks her into the bathroom, locking the door behind him and says, hop into the bath with me. <laughs> Everyone buckle up. Get on top of me in this bathtub. Yeah, and then the bathtub turns into a rocket ship and one of the guys almost gets in, a bad robot guy almost gets in, but then the rocket ship takes off and then they land in a water and the robot guy is not there anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. He fell off in the launch. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. And then they, good. Oh, and the house blows up. The, yeah, house self-destructs. They have an argument in the woods about whether man is good or bad. <laughs> yes, they do. George Clooney has a motorcycle hidden there, but it won't start. Yeah. A truck appears. Holy shit. Oh, it's Athena. Yeah, and she's, it, it, like, truck. she's like, it made sense for me not to be in that scene because reasons, yeah. but I'm back now. I went to go get a different truck with a fixed back windshield. Or I just fixed the, win- the back window. Because I'm a robot. Who's to say? On to our next travel scene. They they drive to a place with a blue thing in the basement. (laughs) 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 To a nondescript business park. They're like, where the fuck are they? What are they doing? They drive to what looks exactly like your local NBC affiliate in in Chickasaw, Indiana. George Clooney driving his two teenaged girlfriends to this (laughs) nondescript location into the basement. They all get in a little pod together and George Clooney force feeds Casey some candy. (laughs) And blindfolds her. And puts uh, headphones on her so she can't hear anything. Uh, Apparently, whatever machine they get in... It's a teleporter. Yeah, it's a teleporter and he eats all your blood sugar. Also, they're trying to get to Tomorrowland so they get in this teleporter and are like, ah, they're getting to Tomorrowland. And it teleports them to... A contraire, mon frere. The the top of the Eiffel Tower. Of course. Wee wee. (laughs) Mais oui. Uh, And... The, as soon as they arrive at the top of the Eiffel Tower, an announcement says, The tower will be closing. So, and so they the immediately... The tower is closing! <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Please grab your baguettes and <laughs> exit the tower. Put on your berets and leave. Any unattended baguettes will be eaten by the staff. <laughs> Complimentary wine for the children. <laughs> oh, we love France. We're, we're just, yeah, we, we 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 love you, France. I love London. I love France. <laughs> I love Daniel's. Oh, so let's talk about me undies for a second. <laughs> you know, you know what underpants I love? Me undies. Your undies. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, me undies. All right, they have to stealth kill a guard. <laughs> They, uh, they have a tuning fork thing that if you hit someone in the neck with it, they pass out. Unless it's a robot. Then a robot doesn't do anything to them. Don't worry, that never comes up. <laughs> yeah. But that guard does die. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go into a secret room at the top of the tower with a bunch of mannequins. <laughs> and one of the mannequins looks exactly like Andy Circus. I thought for sure they were going to come to life and be like... Tomorrowland was a thing we invented, Andy Serkis, and three other animatronics. Yeah. The but, only thing I can assume is that there must actually be that room at the top of the Eiffel Tower, because why would they introduce all these statues? Like, but what is the, that? Why would the Eiffel Tower have a statue of Thomas know. Edison in it? And Jules Verne, and, and Jules Verne, and Tesla, and who was the fourth? 
Uh, Gallagher. No, yeah. <laughs> but, but like Gallagher's brother. Yeah. Who stole Gall- his axe. Gallagher, too. <laughs> Inventor of the sledgehammer. <laughs> Sledgematic. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> then so, what happens, there's, Daniel? There's a bunch of dudes that are in there, and then they're like, there's some puzzle up here that you have to do. Oh, I figured it out. <laughs> and, the puzzle, and the puzzle is I'm going to play... Oh, was it the French national anthem? <laughs> I think it was. A no. bunch of French. A bunch of. I'm not kidding. A bunch of French flag colored confetti sprays everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but which also happens to be American flag colored confetti. <laughs> they explain this as we have to get to Tomorrowland. We don't have any other access, but the secret inventors of Tomorrowland: Thomas Edison, Tesla, Jules Verne, and another <laughs> science even <laughs> Gallagher too. <laughs> they left a one way route to Tomorrowland in the Eiffel Tower. I don't know how it works, but I do know how to get to it yeah and so they pull us oh also bad guys are a bunch of robots show up uh they pull us a lever confetti sprays everywhere the eiffel tower turns into a spaceship and they get shot into space (laughs) they say space i thought we were going to tomorrowland says casey and he says athena's like no we turn around and go through a portal uh, I think it's somewhere around this point you find out that George Clooney, as a child, was in love with Athena and still is. Who is this, like, 11-year-old girl they're hanging out with? Yeah. Oh, you find out when they arrive at the business park. Because he's like, I don't know why you ever came back, Athena. And she's like, because you are always the best, Frank. And he's like, no, that's just something a foolish kid thinks when he falls. Dot, dot, dot. And wanders off, and you're like, and stubs his toe. This is weird when George Clooney's love interest is literally played by a 12 year old girl. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first of this romantic subplot that is not comfortable and is a bad idea. (laughs) And it never gets more comfortable. Yeah, it gets worse. Yeah. The spaceship goes to the moon, does a U turn, bunch of blue sparks fly out. Now Mm -hmm. Now they're in Tomorrowland. Yep. They knock out all the power in Paris, yeah. by the way. And ev- everyone is filming this spaceship takeoff and this big EMP blast, and it turns their phones off. Mm-hmm. Now you have to fucking talk to each other for once, you goddamn millennials. Well, and now everyone fucking knows because you know somebody was Facebook living it, and yeah. that EMP mm-hmm. did not destroy all of Facebook. Heaven fucking forbid you don't Snapchat this. That shit went viral. <laughs> I mean, we all can agree Mark Zuckerberg's in Tomorrowland, right? Yeah. He's been off to Galt's Gulch for this whole time. <laughs> so they show up in Tomorrowland, which is, like, barren. Mm, it sucks. Yeah, it's boring. It's just a bunch of sculptures. It's <laughs> literally just Hugh Laurie and two dudes with future rifles standing yeah. behind him. <laughs> Are the only citizens of Tomorrowland. Daniel, Michael, and I have a brief conversation about why they got in a teleporter to go to France to get in a rocket ship to go to Tomorrowland. <laughs> when you could just get in a teleporter to go to Tomorrowland, right? I don't know. Why do you do anything in a movie? <laughs> yeah. What if you just stayed home? <laughs> That's <laughs> about the same. Some producer wanted the Eiffel Tower to turn into a rocket ship. It's the same reason we got a giant spider in a Wild, wild, uh, west. wild wild west yeah <laughs> jim west desperado you ever think that the eiffel tower looks like a rocket ship <laughs> oh i'd like to ride in that i'd like to take an audience for a ride in that <laughs> brad bird will you make my dream a reality please <laughs> i have an idea of a love triangle <laughs> george clooney you play me <laughs> george clooney you oh god i'm done with that <laughs> next joke <laughs> 
All right, they go to Futureland. Governor Nix meets them and is like, "You guys suck and are dumb and stuff." Oh, but first George <laughs> Clooney's like, "But first George Clooney's like, hey, I have this nuke. Will you hide it in yourself, please, robot lady?" Oh yeah. I have this bomb that looks like a stress ball I got at Spencer's Gifts. Athena <laughs> hides a bomb in her belly button. She does a RoboCop thing where, like, a chunk of her belly sticks out and she uh, puts a bomb in it. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's what happens. Yep. <laughs> they talk about a machine that can see the future, and they go and mm-hmm. look at it. They go to Cerebro. Yeah, it's a big sphere. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. You don't know it can see the future. First, it looks like basically Google Maps. <laughs> but in a building. <laughs> yeah. Where do you want to go? Oh, you want to go to your old address? Mm-hmm. Well, look at that. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's my dad's truck. <laughs> it's your dad's truck parked exactly two and a half years ago. Now, if you rotate behind you, you'll see back when the old chuckle hut was still under construction. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> uh, just so Casey... And Governor Nix and George Clooney and Athena are all there, and the three of them... And two guys with fancy two rivals. Two guys with rivals. They just have a discussion where it's like, well, Casey's here to fix all the problems because she's the chosen one. Yeah. Not in those words exactly, but pretty close to those words. And the- she made my 100 go to 99.94. Yes. Also... During this scene, like, pretty much every single character turns to a different character and says, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, what is the plan? (laughs) What's the conflict here? We haven't described this yet. There were robots trying to kill us, and now we're at the bad guy's base, and we're fine? And the robots are like, hey, what's up? You want some cookies? Yeah. It's all good now. So they go and look in Cerebro and say, this isn't just a Google Maps of the past, it's a Google Maps of the future. Um, um, Thanks to tachyons. And they're like, all right, Casey, take a look in the future. Oh, shit. Also, while they're going up to Google Maps, we realize that uh, the tachyons make it so you can see like two seconds in the future. Oh. This yeah. is- and also, Casey loses her hat that she's been holding on to this whole movie. And does she ever get it back? No, she doesn't even. It's just. No. Gone. It's like her favorite special hat, and it's just gone. I, th- I thought for sure it'd be- show up at the very end. Yeah. Well, sometimes your hat doesn't come back. One time I was at Wild Waves, <laughs> and I went on the log ride there, and my favorite hat got blown off my head when I went down the big drop. What was your favorite hat? It was an O'Neill surf hat. Flex fit. Fit just <laughs> right. <laughs> Never saw it again. <laughs> Daniel? That might be one of the roughest stories that I have ever heard. And and then our friend Alex barfed in a teacup. <laughs> Wait, like one of the big teacups yeah. that you spin it? Or like, you guys are drinking tea. And he was like, Bleh! And it filled up way too fast. <laughs> that might be something else Alex has done, but not that day. <laughs> one of the teacups that you spin, you know. The, the teacups, sure. I was like, thanks sit the, and spin. Thanks for the five-star review, Alex. <laughs> We're giving you a five-star <laughs> review for barfing in the teacups. Uh, well, the attendant was very thankful that we told him. <laughs> Normally, people just bolt, but <laughs> you appreciated your honesty. Yeah. Oh, no problem. Yeah, happens all the time. <laughs> we just let the next guy sit in. <laughs> Bill, get out the teacup four. <laughs> it happened again. Get the sawdust. <laughs> Do not get in teacup four. Do you hear me, line? <laughs> All right. They take a look at the future. Global devastation. Nukes. 
Global warming, oceans, icebergs blowing up. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, Donald Trump is president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie took a really dark turn for a second where we're like, yeah. uh-oh. We're like, oh, we're like oh, this no. is too real. Too real. <laughs> Riots in Rome. Or someplace. <laughs> the young pope. I'll let <laughs> young, remind the young pope, he's a 260. <laughs> <laughs> My atom bomb's going off. <laughs> Uh, <coughs> Casey says, "Fuck the fuck the future, <laughs> fuck the police, F- fuck this machine, fuck you guys." I believe in my future, and that future is a good one. And then she storms out of the room, and uh, the future machine. What does it show? R- roses and butterflies, <laughs> sunshine and clouds, love. Love is the fifth element, <laughs> Daniel. Everything looks so happy, but then it goes back to bad. Oh, it still sucks. Uh, but, Joe, but the clown bag says, no, don't you see, House? Don't you see? And House hits him with a good old-fashioned tuning fork to the neck. Yeah. You got knocked out, Clooney. Good thing we introduced those tuning forks. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd have to be knocked out the traditional way. <laughs> with uh, literally kick, anything. Kick to the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> His eyes go cross-eyed and we cut to the next scene. Although, it would be great, a kick to the nuts that had the tuning fork sound. <laughs> Uh, okay, this next part is totally inscrutable. <laughs> oh, boy, so, is it. There's some sort of big confrontation where they're like, you made a machine that predicts a bad future, which also sends a radio signal into not Tomorrowland. Into Earthland, We've where we live. that Tomorrowland is in a different dimension. Yes. Yeah. A parallel dimension, but it can send radio signals into normal oh. dimension. Well, it's the same technology that makes those T buttons put you in that field forever. Let me back up, because I don't... I, I feel like we missed something important here. So Tomorrowland is where all the world's best inventors and artists and people go to yes. like focus where they're not distracted by the grossness of real world. Yeah. It is exactly Gold Skulch from Atlas Shrugged or Rapture, Rapture from, from Bioshock. Bioshock. Like they describe that exactly. Yeah. And also they send little child robot recruiters to bring people there. <laughs> yes. yes. And it's gotten all crappy because Governor Nix has started exiling people, I think. Is that well, what I say? I mean basically what has happened I'm gonna try I'm gonna try okay, to okay. sum up the yeah. actual plot of this movie now. <laughs> what has happened is a young Kloon bag, Kloon Junes, yeah, Kloon Junes. <laughs> invented a tachyon machine so he could so he could spy on Earth and make sure everyone was A-okay. Yes. But then learned that it could see the future <clears throat> and saw an evil future where everyone is dead. But it turns out that's not the actual future. That was just House being like, you know what? If I show them that the world's going to end, like, because it's a big radio, and I'm incepting everyone on Earth that the world's going to end, that they will all be like, oh, no, the world's going to end. Why don't we just, you know, stop the global warming and not elect Trump? But instead, everyone mm-hmm. was all like, shit, you know what's cool? Zombie movies. Oh, I like yeah. that shit. Yeah. And so they Let's sped- elect Trump. It'd be funny. Yeah. yeah, it'd be hilarious. It'd be like a zombie movie. <laughs> it'd be like Prank. Sodom Sodom and Gomorrah. And it's like, we don't care if you're going to nuke us, God. We're too busy fucking. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm salt. I love that spice. <laughs> no, that's... Wait. That's what's her butt. Yeah, Lot's wife. Yeah. Okay, that's Sodom and Gomorrah? Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't turns read, into salt. I don't, I don't read no she Bible. Don't look at a thing. You turn into salt. Yeah. Okay. 
A pillar of spice. Or a pillar of salt. <laughs> it's the same. A Roman column of she pepper. Was, she was the original Spice Girl. Double high five. She was sodomy spice. Oh, too much. Too much, Michael. Gross. Now onto this pedophile, pedophile movie. Gamora me spice. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, so you broadcast bad vibes into the megaverse, and everyone gets bad attitudes. Yeah, and so the clune bag and his two hip cats are like, let's destroy this bitch. Why don't we blow it up? And Governix is like, no, I fucking love that machine, or whatever. Uh, and so they have a big old fight where he's opened a portal to a fancy beach, in... To send them back? Yeah, he's yeah. exiling them, because the world's gonna end in 50 days anyway, so yeah. who cares? I mean, you could just shoot them now with your two guys holding fancy rifles. But he doesn't want the world to end. That's the part that makes that whole, like, explanation no, confusing. I don't think Nix cares. Yeah, he he's says... He's like, I live here, not there. Yeah, he's like, I came here to keep living, and I can't let anyone come here because they'll just fuck this place up, too, which is why yeah. we don't need people like me, assholes, who but don't it, fuck anything up. His explanation's like, well, we were trying, I wanted to show them how bad things were going to be to prevent it, but accidentally what happened was showing them what bad thing was going to happen made them want the bad yeah, thing to happen. he doesn't understand how brains work. He doesn't understand addiction. He's not like... Oh, God, these guys have a brain sickness. He's like, this shows the fallibility of man, and man deserves to die. He's Noah, <laughs> is what I'm saying. He's, he's saying that I'm going to kill Earth, and then uh, Tomorrowland will bury it, and then Tomorrowland's little brother will have to bury Tomorrowland, and then he'll just die on the plains. Yeah. So I know that we don't do dramatic readings anymore, but I had to sure. look up this terrible monologue by Governor Nix, because yeah, it's so... Yeah. Do it. Or, okay. <clears throat> Let's imagine, if you glimpsed the future, you were frightened by what you saw, what would you do with that information? You would go to the politicians? Captains of industry? And how would you convince them? Data? Facts? Good luck. The only facts that won't challenge are the ones that keep the wheels greased and the dollars rolling in. Okay, I just want to say right now, Real scary that this was, like, two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what if, Michael, what if there was a way of skipping the middleman and putting the critical news directly into the everyone's head? The probability of widespread annihilation kept going up. The only way to stop it was to show it, to scare people straight. Because what reasonable human being wouldn't be galvanized by the potential destruction of everything they've ever known or loved. To save civil... I'm going to have to speed this up because it's amazingly long. To save civilization, I would show it's collapsed. But how would you think this vision was received? How do you think people responded to the prospect of imminent doom? They gobbled it up like a chocolate eclair! <laughs> they didn't fear their demise, they repackaged it. It could be enjoyed as video games, as TV shows, books, movies. The entire world wholeheartedly embraced the apocalypse and sprinted towards it with gleeful abandon. Meanwhile, your Earth was crumbling all around you. You've got simultaneous epidemics of obesity and starvation. Explain that one, Einstein! <laughs> Bees and butterflies start to disappear. The glaciers melt. Algae blooms. All around you, the coal mine canaries are dropping dead, and you won't take the hint. In every moment, there's the possibility of a better future. But you people won't believe it. 
And because you won't believe it, you won't do what is necessary to make it a reality. So you dwell on this terrible future. You resign yourself to it for one reason, because that future does not ask anything of you today. So yes, we saw the iceberg and warned the Titanic, but you all just steered for it anyway, full steam ahead. Why? Because you wanted to sink. You gave up. That's not the monitor's fault. That's yours. Mm. Also, the machine's called the monitor. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, so you, then a fight scene occurs. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's scrambling to get their hands on that grenade. Uh, yeah, Athena poops out the bomb, so yeah. I have a bomb. House brings back to life a couple of big robots. Yeah. Uh, and then he and Clunebags are having a fight through the portal on the beach. Yeah. While Casey tries to blow up the monitor. She rides an elevator up and down for a while. <laughs> Doesn't work. She fails at doing this, but has started the bomb. So Athena throws it to the beach. Clunebag and House run back inside. The bomb goes off and knocks a pillar loose. And what happens when the pillar gets knocked loose? It falls on Hugh Laurie's leg. (laughs) It crushes it. At which point we're like, oh, he's a robot. Right? But no, he's just a human being who's in excruciating pain as he's being killed. It really hasn't done that much wrong. No. Also, don't worry, he gets one last shot off with his laser gun shooting Athena in the belly. Oh, yeah, he tries to shoot George Clooney. But Athena sees it in the future tachyon particles. And and she loves him. Yeah, Yeah, and then she loves him because, weird, because she's a child. (laughs) This child loves George Clooney. This child robot. I mean, she's got the mind of (laughs) an adult robot, I guess. (laughs) But that that actress is still, like, 12 years old. In many countries, adult men and child (laughs) robots can marry (laughs) in Tomorrowland they're very progressive with their laws I'm waiting for my Roomba to turn 18 (laughs) any day now Alexa (laughs) how old are you buy me some Valentine's chocolates uh so playing red red wine from (laughs) Amazon music Athena gives a big speech about how she's dying and stuff <laughs> oh and it's also she's dying it's like playing pre-recorded death message or something. yeah it plays an audio clip of her being like i've i've been feeling the most indescribable illogical feeling i don't know what it is and it's towards frank oh i'm in love i believe my empathy circuits might be on the fits yes <laughs> wikipedia describes this as horniness <laughs> I looked it up on Urban Dictionary. It says, I've got the jive fever. <laughs> I feel like if I died and my like diary just popped out of my pocket. Well, <laughs> no, don't read it. Don't read that. Burn that. <laughs> I died hating all of you. <laughs> also, as she's talking, they like her death spasms are like her face is glitching out. And her voice is repeating. So it's just like the end of a Tim and Eric sketch. Yeah. <laughs> So they use her as a bomb. <laughs> uh, robots explode when they die, as we yeah. learned in the comic book store. Uh, and so George Clooney uh, cradles cradles this 13-year-old girl robot in his arms and jetpacks up <laughs> <Yeah>. to... <laughs> <laughs> that scene had us laughing quite a bit. It's a very sentimental jetpack ride. <laughs> and then she's like, 
I've always loved you, Frank, and I've loved you. And then he just drops her <laughs> like yeah. a sack of potatoes. And she blows up. Yeah, she blows up Cerebro, which falls and <laughs> falls to the ground and kills Hugh Laurie. It falls who's on him. still just been this entire like death sequence has just been like bleeding out. Yeah, See, like. Say this movie was in real time. That was at least like a five to eight minute exchange. <laughs> yes, as he's Where Hugh Laurie's just in the next room like, My legs! <laughs> Kill me! <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. A giant globe crushes him and then blows up. Yeah, suck it up, Cot. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to... I don't know. Oh, a year later. Oh, unflashback. Yeah, we're back where we started. Yes. Now we're, yeah, now we're back, and Kloonback hasn't been talking to us this whole time. He's been talking to an army of (laughs) (laughs) 12-year-olds. All his friends. A bunch of really cool, smart, sexy (laughs) 12-year-olds. Jordan Clooney, this is Tomorrowland. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they sent back in time or whatever. No, he just built more robots. Yeah. Uh huh. Go and recruit some adults. <laughs> yeah, go recruit some adults, sexy teen robots. Also, uh, Casey, you can have your dad and your brother here now. That's cool. <laughs> They're dummies, but they get to stay. Yeah, they distribute more pins to people, and then you get to see. The also, Earth is not destroyed. Yeah, Earth is fine. It's been 58 whole days, and we're still alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We elected Trump, so that's good. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> Crisis averted. They show people collecting pins, you know, all the types of people that should go to Tomorrowland. It's like a construction worker, yeah. and like a cop, Native and like American. a Native American, <laughs> and like a biker. <laughs> Police officer. Uh, yeah. It's, it's all, all those futuristic inventions. A leather daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 100%. You know, they thought they'd join, you know, they thought they'd go in the Navy, but instead they uh, went to Tomorrowland. Yeah, let's collect all the future brightest, smartest and brightest and take them off the planet Earth. <laughs> yeah, don't go there, come here. Yeah, uh, they actually show, like, a person making a car, a person playing the guitar, a person drawing chalk things on a sidewalk. <laughs> a person hiking next to a rock stack. <laughs> a ballerina stretching. I'm like, I don't think some of these people would make it in future society. <laughs> they wouldn't make the cut in Daniel's tomorrow. <laughs> Look, I love chalk drawings. They're great. But what are they doing for me, really? Daniel's wow. least favorite part of Bioshock was that weird actors area. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Why would they be invited? <laughs> You're cut. You're all cut. <laughs> we don't need art. All we need is science. Plasmids. <laughs> hey, plasmids. I remember it as plasmids. <laughs> oh, nice. I mean, that's probably the world's best chalk artist, and they only get the one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she'll just be a, end up being a soldier carrying a gun. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. All right, the, take the chalk out of your hands, replace it with a future gun. Now walk behind me at all times. If anyone gets in here we didn't invite, shoot them. Unless we want to have a conversation with them first, and then stand there until you die. <laughs> and that's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Woo! We did it. Uh, <laughs> should we do the tests? Yeah, let's start there. Okay. Let's, Bunch I'll- of... All whiteies. <laughs> yeah, let's do the Becca yeah. Wallace test. Are there two female characters? Yes. Do they talk to each other? Yes. Do they talk to each other about something other than a man? Yes. Yes. That if count the robot girl. Yeah. Two female characters. Also, Elizabeth Hahn, evil robot lady. Yeah, and the, and they mostly talk about the pin. There's yeah. only really one human lady. It's it's uh, true. It's, it's Casey. It's Casey. Yeah. But they totally talk. The main character's a young spunky teen girl. Yeah. 
<laughs> the racial bank meltdown. Are mm. there two people of color? I don't think there's one person no. of color. Keegle, Mike, and Key. Keegan, yes. Michael, Key. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. And nope. There's a bunch of people at the there's end. Extras, but that doesn't extras. count. No, that doesn't count. No. And Keegle- oh, the little kid at the end who's like, "I'm also a robot now." <laughs> yeah, is a person of color, maybe. Probably. Yep. Keegan Michael Key only talks to white actors. He's also a robot. Yeah. Uh, LGBTQ characters? No. 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 Not at all. Well, I mean, there's some. No. Nothing. No. Not a chance. You know who knows robots? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you don't know. Um, yeah. Kind of surprising there weren't more people of color. Like, why not? There's no reason not to. They're just a bunch of sci-fi garbage, anyways. I mean, there really weren't that many characters in this movie, no, and a lot weren't. of them were related. And yeah. a lot of them were children yeah. that George Clooney wanted to hang out fall with. Fall in love with. Who was in love with. Yeah. <laughs> that part was weird. Can we just start there? Yeah. What was Whose decision was that to have George Clooney's love interest be a 12-year-old robot? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> Why did the robot have to be 12? I guess because... This movie, the other way this, would be movie too. this movie would have been made 7,000 times better had they just cut the, like, 20-minute George Clooney 1964, like, section. Yeah, it didn't yeah. do anything. It was nothing. It was if George Clooney was just a grumpy old grump and we learned all about his past through some drunken uh, boat uh, exposition, like in Jaws, Yeah, and, and they sang a little shanty... 100% better. Those yeah. flashbacks with George Clooney as a child don't have any impact on the plot, because the important stuff, like he built the evil machine, he just explains later. Yeah, all of the plot of points. All it does is introduce us that he was there, and that he found Tomorrowland in 1964. The little girl was there, and also Hugh Laurie was kind of a dick. <laughs> Which is funny, all because it did. they have to paper over this plot hole where Hugh Laurie is there as George Clooney as a child, and also there when George Clooney is an oh, adult, yeah. and he's like, uh, I don't age, I have a potion. Yeah, I have a magic potion <laughs> that makes me not age. Sorry you got old, old man. You sleep in a coffin. Yeah. It's Tomorrowland, where all these inventions are super yeah. awesome. The world's best Dracula is here, and he bit me. <laughs> Also, what happened to the other people in Tomorrowland? Uh, if died. he sent them home, they'd all be like George Clooney living around. Oh, I don't think that was the thing. I think the thing was, because they all, at the very end, after everything blows up... There's some people there. There's some people there. The They just didn't have the ability to hire extras for these scenes, because they were all 3D animated. It's the same problem with Green Lantern. BFG. Well, you gotta make... Yeah. The future sucks without hope or whatever. Yeah. Yes. That was weird. That was a that's one of many plot holes that just pile yeah. on here. Um, are there more tests? No, no, the tests are done. Okay, we did the three. I kind of one. I kind of like the message this movie's trying to get. Across. Oh no! Yeah, sure. It's, if it if it was well constructed, this would have been a pretty good movie. Yeah, that yeah. is the message of Tomorrowland, the Disneyland part. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. I remember, I I really like the like. Hey, remember when people are optimistic about the future? Maybe we should try that again. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's nice. That's a nice thing to think. That would have worked better if their solution to the problem was not a bunch of hooey. Like, if she actually used her smarts in any way. Her, the super genius that's inventor they brought to Tomorrowland to solve the problem threw a grenade at it. <laughs> that was her job. She blew up an invention. Yeah. Ha ha! Yeah. That was her optimism at work. Blowing up some shit. 
true. I thought she was going to plug that little doodad into it. She invented something. All she did was destroy things. <laughs> yeah. She- but I mean, like, we learned that it's like a machine that incepts our brains, and it's been incepting our brains with a real bummer message for, what, decades? Yeah. yeah. And it's ending the Since world. The and she has this little pin that is like a hopeful, man, the future sure is great. Everyone's going to go into space, and everything's fantastic. Yeah. Message that she has. And she's and like, it worked the, on me. And it worked on me. I love it. I want to be here. And George Clooney, and I thought for sure the plot was going to be, okay, so we're going to sneak in, and we're going to plug it in, so that's the message that gets intercepted to everyone. And instead, we have an action sequence on a beach. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there's a fist fight like between a, two old men. And like yeah. a bad action sequence, when the yeah. one action sequence that, ha- that existed in this movie up until now was kind of badass. Brad Bird's a good action director. He directed Mission Impossible Four Rogue, or Five. Rogue Nation. One of the ones. No, the other one. Hmm. Four or five. Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol. That's a good one. That yeah. is a good one. Both, Everything. <laughs> both telling me this. <laughs> Daniel, Ghost Protocol. Yeah, Ghost Protocol. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite movie series, Fishing Impossible. Well, and yeah. he also directed The Iron Giant, which is fantastic, and he also directed uh, The Incredibles, which is, is fantastic. Great. Redbird's a good director. This is yeah. wild that it's so poorly constructed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this just reminds me of producer Pipe Dream. Like, we're going to make a fantastic story for children, and I got to put too much shit in it. Yeah. I got to load this bad boy down with my own personal demons. You know, kids love exposition. <laughs> I really love that character. You like this guy? <laughs> I do. What kind of demons are you suffering from? I don't want to talk about it. They're too personal. You'll just have to watch the movie and try and piece it together. Oh. How do you feel about <laughs> How do you feel about the Eiffel Tower? Oh, what if it the rocket ship we could all go for a ride into a beautiful robot loving future <laughs> no one would judge me for did, fucking my Roomba <laughs> did oh, you, there it is <laughs> did you ever want to go to the world's fair oh did I <laughs> never could though oh what happened I was too naughty <laughs> I didn't rake the leaves <laughs> and also I burnt down my neighbor's dog house <laughs> with a combine <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, by burnt down, I meant I crashed a large flaming object into it while the dog was in there. It was not a hologram. <laughs> it was a real dog. I wish it was a hologram. Uh, uh, all right. That me- character is named whoever produces this movie. <laughs> <laughs> to the IMDb. <laughs> it's Bradley Bird. Uh, all right. So, should we talk about Anne Rand for a minute here? Sure. <laughs> I had to look this up. So, Brad Bird has gotten a lot of flack in his movie career for espousing a lot of objectivist and libertarian beliefs into his movies. He has denied it at every turn and says he doesn't agree with that and he doesn't believe it. But, but a maybe, lot of his movies... But maybe he just doesn't know what it is. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of his movies, The Incredibles, this one... Uh, there's a couple other ones. Have a plot where somebody's really good and smart and the best at what they do. <laughs> the earth sucks and everybody's keeping them, holding them back. And they have to leave to go to another place where they're allowed to express their beliefs and their abilities in a way where society doesn't hold them back. <laughs> That's exactly the plot of The Incredibles. And in fact, the bad guy in The Incredibles is the guy who doesn't have powers and wants to share them with everyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get your shitty slow kid off my beautiful fast son soccer team. My kid is genetically superior at running, so he should be in, in track and win every game. Yeah. 
Yeah. Tomorrowland. Uh. <laughs> we have to take all the smart people and get them out of here where they can focus on their gifts and not on... Oh, I don't know. I feel like you could sell that as a metaphor for not actually departing the world, but rather, like, leaving a bunch of bullshit behind. They mix that up when it's like, yeah, yeah, we intentionally fucked up the old world. That's where it gets really cloudy. Right. That they were the ones who messed it up. Well, and and (laughs) they do, they do in uh, this movie, what's it called? What's this called? Tomorrowland. Mm -hmm. They do... It does end up becoming just like rapture before the fall, right? Yeah, yeah, and then after like, the fall, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's basically a post-apocalyptic city. You know, a lot of this objectivist stuff, a lot of these philosophies fall apart. Where if you take out the inventor part, or like I'm a great guy at rail railroads, and you replace that with any sort of medical science. It's like, I'm a great doctor, so I got to piece out of where I'm working so I can work up focus on my craft. Then it starts getting a little weird. Yeah. yeah. Like, objectivism is in Galt's Gulch is built around, I'm tired of being surrounded by a bunch of dumbasses <laughs> slowing me down. Yeah. It's not even like I need to go be by myself. It's like, the fucking government is what's yeah. stopping me. Yeah. That's, that's exactly it. I don't want to be held to your standards of morality. <laughs> I want to fuck whatever I want. If I want to experiment on children, I'm gonna. <laughs> if it's economically viable, I'm gonna do it, and we'll let the market decide if it's okay or not. Uh, well, Jim, I don't know about this objectivism thing. Should we take it down to the old philosophy? <laughs> <laughs> All the best philosophy people are here in Tomorrowland. Oh Boston. no! How are we gonna dissect this and see if it, see if it holds water? We'll cut his brain open and see what's inside. <laughs> All right, we should rewrite this. Yeah, where does the third act start, though? I think when George Clunebag gets the old tuning fork to the neck. Ooh, when he gets forked? He yeah. wakes up in the cell? Was, yeah. He I was going to say when they show up in Tomorrowland. But oh. either, you know, like when they go through the Eiffel Tower portal and end up. Sure. The, the part that makes it funny is that would be a more natural part in a normal movie. But at that point, you have no idea what's going on because yeah. they have explained <laughs> nothing about the plot. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say wherever you want, guys. Okay. okay. Roughly in that area. <laughs> Roughly yeah. in that zone. So mine's going to start off from uh, some black black leather bike rider. <laughs> <laughs> jumps over a fence. <laughs> what are they sabotaging? The American government. <laughs> Finally. What's beyond that fence? The Pentagon. <laughs> All right. All right, we'll be back. And we're back. <laughs> we wrote our pitches. We're going to fix this thing. Yeah, I got the die of fate. All right. Count off, fellas. One, two, three. It is a three. I never go first. <laughs> you never go first. I'll Way let you roll the die. die next. Okay. Okay. So I don't remember exactly where the third act starts. Doesn't matter. They arrive in Tomorrowland and uh-huh. are confronted by Governor Nix, who's like, well, you made it. I was trying to kill you and capture you, and here you are, just as I planned all along. Frank is like, Governor Nix, look, you've trashed Tomorrowland. This place is a wreck. It's still a wreck in my ending, by Mm. the way. Uh, You've trashed this place. You've given up on hope. But I've brought Casey here. And we were looking at your probability machine. And when Casey's here, her cool ideas will fix things. And it makes the probability different. 
And Governor Nix is like, of course, I knew that. Because I, well, I guess I should do a British accent, right? Because you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even sense. know how to. Am I? Of course, <laughs> of course, I knew that because I sent Athena to spy on you, Frank. Uh... I knew that your feelings for her would cloud your judgment. Mm. And Frank's like, "Oh no!" Nick says, "Uh." I've been clearing out the old guard. You'll notice that none of the former Tomorrowland inventors are here. I was just trying to get you out of hiding from your house so we could kill you. Oh, my God. And Frank's like, oh, no, I've brought you Casey, and, and I brought myself just as you planned. And Governor Nix is like, yes, that's exactly what I planned. Athena, kill him. And Athena rips uh, Frank right in half down uh, the middle. Jeez, like, like... Like, like, oh, whichever way you top, choose, whatever way you're like, picturing, chop him like at the waist in his top half. Yeah, she, she breathes fire out of a fire jet in her mouth. We haven't seen her use before. Did she chop him hamburger or hot dog style? <laughs> hot dog style. Uh, <laughs> Casey is totally mortified. He's like, Governor Nix, what do you? Why did you bring me here? What? What's your plan? And so Governor Nix says. Frank was always wrong about Tomorrowland. He thought that you could solve all our problems by bringing cr- all the best creators here. But he's wrong. There, you know that story your dad told you about the two wolves? The way to solve this problem is you destroy the two wolves. And Casey, I've brought you here because you're so good at destroying things. <laughs> now come with me. We're going to program all these Destructobots to dist- totally roast Earth and take it uh-huh. over. And then they do. Everybody's destroyed and killed. Uh, Governor Nix and Casey, who take their immortal juice to stay young forever. <laughs> Rule with an iron fist. <laughs> Rule with an iron fist. And then we see the ending credits. It's like cut to 100 years later and Earth is a paradise. You know, mm. the ob- obesity and starvation problems are solved because the population's very low and they have future technology. Uh, they control you know it's sort of a controlled burn they have some inventors and creators and they have some destroyers and, uh, and totalitarian monsters oh and they just balance them out you got to balance those two wolves it's like as the georgia guidestones that teach us <laughs> i don't know what that means what the hell is that some guy made a big monument down uh-huh. in georgia i think and it has a bunch of like rules for living on earth and it's like be kind to each other keep the population to two hundred thousand or less Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. we got a ways to go <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's, he's like, you can't, you don't feed either of the wolves. You got to keep them in balance. Casey, you're the destructor wolf and you got to have the creator wolf too. And you just balance them out. Mm. So they solve all their problems wow. by killing everyone with the robots and the laser guns. <laughs> the end. Nice. What's your ending called? Mech Warrior uh, Mercenaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mech Warrior Mercenaries. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'll be evens. I'll be odds. Evens! Always last. All right. They crash land in Tomorrowland. Governor Nick shows up and is like, well, I wasn't able to stop you here, but, or in Earth, but I'll apprehend you here. Daniel. Yo. You're not doing a British accent. Oh. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Oh, there it is. I wasn't able to apprehend you on the planet Earth, but now here you are in Tomorrowland. And so now I will have my way with you. And so he Whoa. he takes him to the lake. Oh, also, uh, Tomorrowland actually looks pretty good. Okay. It's beautiful, pristine, oh. untouched, oh. unblemished. Is there wheat? No, there's no wheat. It's just... Is there weed? It's like a beautiful, <laughs> meticulously yeah, yeah. crafted crystal vase kept inside a safe. It's <gasps> perfect, but untouched. The bomb city of Candor, if you will. Yes. 
Yeah, there's no one there to really enjoy it. Nix fills him in on what's going on. He's like, as you can see, we've established a utopia. Everything is as it should be here. No one wants for anything. We don't even need to make new technology. We've reached the pinnacle. But you, you have thwarted our efforts, and you've talked about how we need to save the other Earth. Well, I say we should leave it behind. Fie, I say. (laughs) For all your meddling. Oh, sorry, I forgot the British accent. For all your meddling, (laughs) you shall be executed publicly. Uh, So they bring him to the laser gallows where they're going to hang him up. And Nix is going to pull the (laughs) trap door. Oh, no. Or push the button to the trap door because, you know, like a lever. It opens a portal to another dimension (laughs) and drops him through. Some overly elaborate killing system. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, all the denizens of Tomorrowland are there to watch this. (laughs) He goes, any last words? And Casey goes, I have some last words. It was Benjamin Franklin who said. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, yo. The world's going to hell because the people that, that it needs are... Sitting in Tomorrowland, fucking imagination land, with their thumbs up their asses. Helping who? Helping themselves. You could have helped whoever you want. You could have helped your neighbors, your friends, complete strangers. You could have made any business ethical or unethical, whatever. You had the whole world at your fingertips, and what did you do? You left it. You came here, you ran, you're cowards. If someone disagrees with you, you don't string them up in the gallows and kill them. No. You talk to them. You figure out where they're coming from. You try and keep that friendship going. Start a goddamn business where you make robots that feed the poor and bathe the the dirty and clothe the naked. That's what I say. You you people should be the change. Because if you only help yourself, then why does it even matter? Everyone unexpectedly starts applauding. Nick says, No! No! Why why are you applauding that drivel? No! They unstring him up from the laser gallows and take him (laughs) through the portal. All the Tomorrowland people are like, we're so fucking moved, we're going back to normal Earth. And Nyx stomps his foot and says, come back, you nerds! (laughs) The last thing anyone sees before they close the portal is Nyx by himself on the other side saying, come back! Come back, this is paradise! (laughs) And then they close it. Nyx is trapped over there. They all move over to Earth. And then you get the montage of them. We built this city. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> we built this city on rock and roll. You see all of Earth's smog polluted cities. And yeah, that's right when that like awesome <laughs> guitar <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. shredding starts. Painting the community center. <laughs> yeah. You see all sorts of cranes going up this time. Oh. All sorts of beautiful glass exterior community centers getting built. The car wash fundraiser did raise enough money. (laughs) They saved the community center? Yeah. Oh, thank God. All all the cities get rebuilt to look like a Tomorrowland, but on Earth, everyone's in hover cars. You see people teaching each other stuff rather than keeping knowledge for their own use. You see the... uh, During this montage, you see the probability indicator go from like 100 to 80 to 60 to 20, then to like negative numbers. (laughs) So it's going to be super awesome. Uh, ends with uh, George Clooney marrying his robot child bride. The end. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you call that ending? Oh, uh, Today Land. <laughs> oh. I'm imagining a scene where at the very end, Casey's dad gets a phone call where his boss is like, hey, we got to take a, take a hike, dumb shit. We got a cool inventor here now. <laughs> we just got a bunch of smart guys. Get out of here. Yeah. 
Well, then he gets his um, universal basic income and can play Xbox all day. Yeah! <laughs> Was that him playing Guitar Hero all day? Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> click, 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 click. <laughs> Expert! All right, I will go then. Oh, Daniel. Oh, bye. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Very British clap. So mine uh, continues as normal. The uh, the three folks land in Tamaro land, and they're greeted by Professor Nix, Governor Nix, and he's all like, Well, hello there, Frank. <laughs> Professor Nix, world for gifted yeah. youngsters. Hello there, Frank. Welcome back to Tomorrowland. Hello, darling. <laughs> oh, you've made it here. It's so nice to see you. Should I make us all martinis? And uh, they proceed as normal, as we've seen before. Frank hides a bomb in her and uh, his child bride's tum-tums. <laughs> Uh, and they get on. <laughs> Something funny about that, Daniel? Something funny about this serious movie we watched? And they get on the elevator to the to Cerebro to go check it out. Uh, and it's at this point that uh, Casey realizes everything that's happening. And she's like, shit, Tomorrowland's the one killing Earthland. Fucking Tomorrowland being a bunch of dicks. and she. But it's at the same time she notices... There's a bunch of weird tachyon particles doing weird shit. Mm-hmm. And then the wind blows her hat off. And she's like, mm-hmm. no. And she runs for her hat. And Nix is like, now, you mustn't. <laughs> and as she runs, she gets sucked into the tachyon particles and disappears. Uh-huh. And she awakens in a black vortex filled with weird gold lights. Mm. And she's oh. floating around, lost in this void. And she starts peeking around these little gold specks. She opens one, and it's her bedroom. And who's there but her little brother? And she's oh, like, "No!" And she's like, "Jimothy, Jimothy, whatever his name is, no, 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 Jimothy, can you hear me, please?" And she starts, she, she, she starts manipulating the dust in the room. Uh-oh. And she writes Uh-oh. a, no- and she writes a goddamn novel in binary. And she and her brother and her dad and her brother and dad read the novel. It's like the whole house is just covered in dust and binary, and they're reading it. And then we we cut to back in time they're in paris again and they're about to hop on the spaceship when who should show up who should blow some goddamn robot men away but it's dad and jimothy <laughs> the little brother and they're like see you in hell robo bitch <laughs> uh and then they're like we read your your novel in binary because we're engineers and we are smart like that and we knew what was gonna happen it was jimothy he read it (laughs) and we knew (laughs) what a dork i was doing cool things like hanging sheetrock and rebuilding camaros uh so we know what we're gonna do and they punch george clooney in the face and take his bomb and they throw it in the rocket ship and they're like boop and they and they shoot that rocket ship straight into Tomorrowland and then George Clooney rides a rocket down to Tomorrowland like he's fucking Doctor Strange <laughs> cowboy hat in the air and he blows it up the whole dimension's demolished everyone. finally and everyone lives happily ever after except for George Clooney he's dead and then uh skates to get free of the uh Black hole. Oh, it traveled back in time, so none of it ever happened. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, Casey. Casey never even made it to Tomorrowland. She and uh, what's her butt, Robot Lady. They start like uh, they start like an Etsy uh, site where they make uh, rocket ships out of crochet. I was expecting her to wake up in a hospital bed, and there's her brother as an <laughs> <Yeah>. old man. <laughs> you did it. 
for us. I have to die now. Goodbye. <laughs> you can live in this replica of your house. Uh, I'm going to call that uh, Doctor Strangeland. Mm. Oh. Nice. Uh, oh, also, let's clap for Dan. I'm not sighing at you, Michael. Like, this movie was, was re-uff. All right, we did it. Oh, boy, did we. We fixed Tomorrowland. Oh, we did. Be sure to vote in the poll for who did best. You'll yeah. see it on Twitter yeah. at uh, Third Act Saviors. Yep. You could also email us at... Please email us. What's Somebody e- write us an email. What's yeah. our email again? ThirdActSaviors at gmail.com. ThirdActSaviors at gmail.com. Like us. Give us five stars. Write a review. Some of your reviews didn't show up for some reason. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with my series. They might be disappearing. They might be. Yeah. Someone's gone back. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, you, you stole, stole my joke. All right, finish that. Is this like one of those uh, Berenstein Bears things? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who's the founder of Twitter? What's that guy's name? Uh, Bezos? Um, no. That's I think it's Amazon. the uh, John Under the Sea Dance. Yeah. I'm... I'm and John <laughs> under the sea dances bookshelf tapping on books. I'm <laughs> knocking him over. Dicking with his watch. I'm fucking with your gravity. I'm not a ghost. I'm an astronaut, you dumb turd. <laughs> I'm your I'm your father and I love I'm you. I'm your ghost Merv <laughs> <laughs> I'm your ghost Merv. I'm your ghost Merv. <laughs> alright, alright, alright. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's me, ghost dad. <laughs> Whoa, that took a turn. Murphy <laughs> Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're dying. They love it. <laughs> Woo! Uh, join us for my movie pick. Finally, it's been decades. I just plugged uh, Jacob's other podcast. That's yeah. right. Uh, I'm going to pick Allegiant. Yeah. yeah. Now, Michael, what is Allegiant? Allegiant is the third movie in the Divergent series. None of us has seen the first one or the second one. I've not, I've not read the books. What's the I've, second one? The second one is. Smashijan. Oh, uh, they all gent. Di- Divergence, so. the first one. The gent series. I don't think the second one's insurgent. No, second one is insurgent. Is it? Okay. Divergent, insurgent, allegiant, and then there's a th- fourth one because they split the last book into two. <laughs> yeah, allegiant, smallegiant. And why we we haven't seen the first two. We'll watch the third one. We'll probably not ever watch the fourth one either. Yeah. I won't. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. And so get, stay tuned for that. Shailene Woodley and uh, our, oh, another two time. This will be our two. So Ooh. I did look it up and uh, Bradley Cooper was our only two time uh, actor oh, of, uh, okay. of Third Act Saviors. But after this, we'll have another two timer. Young Mr. Miles Teller. Oh, oh boy. No. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> that little gumby of a man. Oh, <laughs> mush faced boy. Miles Teller. Uh, uh, but thank you for joining us. Well, you we got to plug stuff. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah plugs. Jump in here. Daniel, what are you plugging? Uh, Dueling Danjos, April 21st, 10 p.m. What is the Dueling Danjos? Are they some sort of performance artist? Yes, you could say that. How do, how do you begin to describe the Dueling Danjos? Uh, it's me and my buddy John Wachter. We do uh, two-person improv for 20 minutes, along with some other people. Uh, we won an improv contest. So. You guys yeah, are you very funny. You, you are very funny. Thank you very much. So, yeah, we'll be doing some make-believes on stage, and it'll be really fun. Yay. And uh, this episode will actually come out before that. So, 21st, Pocket Theater we in Seattle. We did it. We yeah. did it. These yeah. plugs are working. I normally have to cut them out. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, what do you got going on? Uh, end of March, beginning of April, March 20... Wait. Yeah, March 29th and 30th, and then April 3rd, come see King Beard, the play that I am in. 
at the rendezvous, the rendezvous, the Jewel Box Theater in Belltown, Seattle. And you're the lead, baby. Yeah, I am. Uh, and I'm going to rock and roll all night long, sweet Ooh. Susie. All right, Jacob. Uh, also, check out Sidekicks Pod. Oh, yeah, Logan, yeah check out Sidekicks Pod. Logan will be in March. In it. It'll probably be dropping in a couple weeks. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Yeah. You want to hear my intense chemistry with John, or John's intense chemistry with everybody, <laughs> listen to our Avengers episode. That's right. Yeah, yeah he's good. Uh, I'm going to plug, really quickly, Decades Podcast. I know I've plugged that like every episode. It will be out by the time this episode airs. I guarantee it. So go download it. Unless the laptop explodes and Google Drive crashes or something. I don't know. And then you rewatch and re-record all of those. Uh, The other thing, you know, I'm going to skip my normal plugs and say we have gotten no emails. And some of you out there who listen to every episode did not write a five-star review or tell your friends. And I am very mad at you, and you know who you are. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Nothing, nothing like getting uh, shaming our listeners to get them to engage. If you've been listening to this and not giving us a five-star review, I don't even want you to listen anymore. He's no, lying. He yeah, still no, wants no, you to no, listen. It's to reverse psychology, guys. Give me a break. It's late. He's getting cranky. He just watched No, lands. I'm not. It was really fun. Do you need a juice box? Yeah. All right. We'll get you a juice. I want some sweaty Cheerios. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, we're looking for more listeners. We've been having a good time. We just want more people to listen. So, if you know anybody who might like this podcast, let them know. Yeah. Yeah. Give them a wink. Give us a shout out. Tell your friends. Yeah. Your family. If you write us an email, we'll read it. We'll read it on air. It could be mean. Kind of doesn't matter. 50 whole people will hear it. That's right. Maybe more if you tell your friends. Yeah. That's right. Hey, give it a shot. Uh, and if, like, you put a freaky threat to a public figure in there, then maybe even more will find out about <laughs> it. <laughs> and then less. And then none. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks. We'll see you in a fortnight. I don't know. Okay. Let the right one in or let the... You could have watched the, the American let the right yeah. one in with, with Mr. James Bond. Oh, yeah. yeah. And computer animated cats. What is this? Cat oh, Woman? no, that's the, that's the non-American No, one. here it is. You're thinking about Catwoman. Are yeah. you thinking about the girl with the dragon tattoo also with James Bond, also based on a, like, Swedish movie? Yeah, and let the right one in. A bunch of cats <laughs> attack an old lady, and they're all computer animated. You're thinking yeah. gremlins. No. And it's like a... No. It's I like think a you're thinking of the, the play like Cats. Cats. <laughs> Yeah, you're thinking, you're thinking about the time you saw Cats in Broadway, and that <laughs> oh, lady had, like, a heart attack <laughs> when Rum Tum Tugger got all up in her lap. <laughs> it was very scary! <laughs> <laughs> We're recording this, right? Because yeah. it's all gold. Yeah. It's all going in. We got our bumper. Uh-